Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Lie set against Waitman and from the side, Young got to go. Hand passes it out in front of Vandermeer. In the tackle, had to release and did. Bailey Smith gives the dogs a late look. A great kick to the square. Kept away from Norton by Marshall and that's it. That's it. The Bulldogs are going to lose their place in the top four in the last seconds of the home and away season. And Port Adelaide derided in this company throughout the year are going to book themselves a home qualifying final. What stakes they played for on Friday night. Port Adelaide will finish in the top two. And the Dogs are straight into an eliminator, presuming that the Lions take care of the Eagles. It's Port by two points. So the Dogs made the fast start. They led by 16 at quarter time, 19 at half time, and 11 at three quarter time. But three goals to one in the final term. Port hit the front with five minutes to play. They win it by two. 9-12-66 to the Bulldogs, 10-4-64. And the very last passage of play, Bailey Smith got a kick away to the teeth of goal. Norton against two. He just couldn't quite get high enough, and Marshall saw it through for a rush behind that settled things. And that has massive ramifications that will be fully measured by the end of tomorrow. Yeah, you're on the money, Jared. It's uh, it's hard to believe you can sit here and not think that game is going to go a long way to determining the premiership. It's going to be incredibly difficult for uh, the Bulldogs now. But all of a sudden, Port Adelaide have found a bit. Their last three quarters was really good. They sorted out their accuracy. And they might have found out a bit about themselves as well with just their structure in the forward line. It was a really incredible, entertaining last two quarters. Um, but gee, it just may cost the Dogs uh, everything they've worked for this season. Yeah, I thought when Port Adelaide had the ball with 30 seconds to go, they could have sucked time out of the clock. But the Bulldogs did well to give themselves another chance. And They're in disbelief, the Dogs. Yeah, they are. Yeah, They're shaking they, their heads. Yeah. So yeah, even cup. the Bailey Smith kick he, he was probably going for goal really thought he had the distance was he better to just set it up i mean he, he didn't know the time He's yeah you do need composure but it was a so it's point one the difference on the percentage between the bulldogs and brisbane but having done the sums during the week brisbane will still need to win by 
to maintain that percentage of 132.7. Dogs is 132.8. I probably need to win by about 20 point, 20 odd points yeah. tomorrow against the Eagles. You think they'd do that with the team that the Eagles have got in? And with the, I mean, they have the lure, don't they? They know exactly yep. what they have to do now. Yeah. Which so they would have been right. Chris Fagan and the Lions would have been riding that at home. <laughs> yeah. I remember Fag's about five weeks ago. It, he said, well, we, we won't make the top four, so we now have to zero right in on an elimination final, and here they are presented with that opportunity tomorrow. Mm. It, it's a lot for the dogs to absorb. Oh, it is, yeah. Knowing that they still have to live the anguish of tomorrow and then set up for what happens, which yep. is probably an elimination final. So it'll take a bit of Luke Beveridge best mind work, I reckon, having coughed that game up from the position that they had. Yes, he's a, he's, a, he's a fantastic coach, but uh, these, uh, this is a challenge three weeks ago. I don't think he would have had any belief that this could happen. I mean, they were in really good nick on top of the ladder and uh, have conspired to lose three out of four. It and is. all of a sudden now, with, a, with an injury here and an injury there, they've, they've, got a massive, uh, they've got a massive challenge just to actually get something out of this season, really. Yep. I mean, you don't win a final and you've been on top of the ladder for the majority of the season, that is a horrible finish. Yeah, it seems to me, I think in the first quarter, Western Bulldogs got what they wanted. They got yeah. free-flowing ball movement. They got access to the corridor. From kick-ins, we saw they were quite aggressive. And then once Port Adelaide forced them wide and shut down their ball movement, they just didn't have a, a, another avenue towards goal. They didn't necessarily want to go long down the line to a contest that the, the tall forwards didn't really have an impact when they went that way. And... On the back of that, Port Adelaide's pressure lifted after quarter time. Their ball movement was a lot more slick off half-back and they made the most of their opportunities. So the Dogs might have to be the first team since the Western Bulldogs yeah. to yeah. Yeah. They spent from outside. 19 of 23 rounds in the top two. Yeah, wow. And they're going to miss... Well, they might miss the top four. Yeah. And time in front tonight? About 118 minutes, something like that. Yeah, we're about 95%. Oh, goodness. a big win for Port. They win by two points and they'll host a qualifying final and we know what that means, the, the potential to host a preliminary final when there's only one other side that can. They all go down to the rooms, they're all trying to take hangers on Darcy Byrne Jones. <laughs> you can imagine it's the, they don't let things slip football clubs but you can just see when the siren went that the reaction from all the players, I mean that, that that's huge, That that can that can propel momentum into a final series for Port Adelaide. It started as a grind. Yep. Like the 15 minutes, first 15 minutes, they didn't bring any game. They were nervous. They were uh, second-guessing each other. They were in second gear. The dogs were just totally dominating. Dogs looked like they were the best side in the competition. And the grind started at about the 15-minute mark. Bond and Pally slowly faded out of the game. And uh, it took them the rest of the after or the evening to get there. But, gee, they worked and worked and worked and finally got their scoring organised and uh, had a famous victory. Yeah, and you don't know how much the, the five to six hours of sitting around yeah, pre-game. That's what it looked like. It, it, it certainly had a, an influence in the first quarter. But they run that out of their legs the first quarter. They came in at, at quarter time. 
they would have got revved up by by Hinkley, and they certainly changed the momentum for the next three quarters. And just you look back on that that last quarter and some really important moments for both sides. So you look at the finals. Finals are, are you know quite often close games, and the and the options that you take the the momentum that you really uh, jump on the back of and the free kicks that you give away. And we saw some in the last quarter that didn't necessarily advantage the Bulldogs. It puts a jump in tomorrow night's Melbourne-Geelong game as well because you're playing to avoid the Adelaide Oval yep. qualifying final. So you, who knows where you'll get to host, but if you lose tomorrow night, you're third yep. and you're going to Adelaide. And that's why I think a few people misconstrued uh, that, that they thought people would rest everybody this weekend. Port Adelaide was always going to be the bogey team. And if they win, well, gee, she's on tomorrow. It is right on for Geelong and for Melbourne. And who knows uh, which way that's going to go. But Port Adelaide over there, we've seen them go over there and Richmond beat them. So it's not impossible to do. And they were probably in better form last year than they were this year. But they're building. At least they're getting momentum going at the right time. And I just wonder what they've learned today team as to their structure up forward I mean I yep. thought it was I thought it was really compelling that when the big blokes went off the ground they played better footy and their last quarter goals come from their their greats from Gray from Boken from Wines yep. and with, with one of their future greats Rosie being involved in the production of a few of them it is hard and you when you look at the structure of their forward line the way they went inside 450 I think some of the onus um, falls on the the players delivering the ball, but certainly, um, naturally, when you do realise you've got a, a taller forward line, you, you, your instinct is to, to kick it long and hope that one yeah. of them is there to mark it. But they, you're right, they did look like a, a more open forward line when, when they had one tall, sometimes two talls out of that forward line. They look far more dangerous. So the question is, does Power Pepper come in? I, I actually like May, and I think I think he's yeah. he can, he's capable of being that sort of Mitch Hannon role, that's, you know, that, that hybrid, if you like, which leaves the talls, and they'd probably be without George Yardis anyway, as the, as the injury sub, just in case you lose a Ruckman. That, to me, is a better setup for Port Adelaide, based on what I've seen through this year. Yep. It's, it's really hard to argue against that because yeah. the game changed when George Yardis went off the ground injured and then Marshall spent time out. They didn't look like marking the ball no. and, and up Dixon, front for and, most of the yeah, night. Dixon and further up the better. field, which yeah. meant Laddams got a better matchup inside the forward 50, got on the move a little bit more. He realised that Dixon wasn't there, so he needed to be the marking forward. So he looked more active. They did look more dangerous, certainly. And and in fairness, the ball movement further up the field helped out as well. Yeah. They accessed the corridor a little bit more in the second half. They are a little bit more daring. Um, so that does help. A little bit more run and carry from Burton and and aim on and those types of players, but it, it was a it was a good win when they had to grind out that first quarter, get things back on their terms, shut out you know, Liberatore. So Drew did a really good job on on Liberatore. Um, Bontempelli didn't have the usual influence, and uh, and Boken uh, and Ollie Wines were probably the best two players on the ground. So they got beaten in the clearances. Centre clearances were nine all, but overall it was plus seven, so it wasn't as big a gap as it. Was earlier at one stage, but, um, but still, ultimately, still an issue for the dogs. Ultimately, their midfield got got beaten in the in mm. the last three quarters. Yep, I mean they were to- dominant early, and uh, you know they just couldn't quite get enough of an advantage. And the dogs for them, the dogs to be the best side in the comp, their midfield can't just break even. Yep. They've got to actually have a significant win, and they didn't today.
they've got a pretty good midfield themselves, haven't they? Ollie Wines, Travis Boak, uh, Rosie goes in there. Uh, Drew takes care of whoever it is. It was Liberatore tonight. It's a pretty powerful midfield. They've got a few other players there who are depth, and Amon's you know, pretty clever with the ball. Boak was a man possessed tonight, wasn't yeah, he? he was. Yeah. He knows it's his time. I yeah. mean, I've spoken to Travis. I'm sure you all have. And Robbie Grace is saying, they know that this is their, their, their last shot at it, really. I mean, they may not go on. I'm not sure they should go on based on what we've seen. But uh, they're, they're running out of time this year, maybe next year. But that's uh, they've got to throw at the stumps this time around. What's, what's Luke Beveridge's job right now, Geordie? Um, it's, it's hard. I think this will be a side that um, their confidence will be down. So, so I think that's first and foremost to say, hey, we might potentially lose a double chance, but we're, we're still in it. We're still in with a chance. Yes, we need to play better, but you've got to actually turn your attention to what's working, what we're doing well. Next week, whoever we play, that, that, is, our, that is our challenge. It's, it's now become the most important game of the season. And we've given up potentially a, a double chance. We might not have played our best, but that, that doesn't matter. It's, it's like when you look at a game like tonight. It literally didn't have a huge influence on the game. But he had a moment that probably won them the game, that one-on-one contest with Norton, then the ability to go down the other end and score the goal, the boat goal. That, that's important, and you can put that into a, a season. So the Bulldogs right now aren't playing that well. But next week, everything might click for mm. whatever reason. And that, that is Luke Beveridge's job, to, to reassure this team that, that they can match it with anyone. So they lose three on the way and they lost to Essendon, who may well end up their their opponent. They lost to Hawthorne and now they lose to Port Adelaide. Because no doubt all those players walk into the rooms and the support staff, we go, have, have we lost our touch? Have, have, are we just going to, to filter out and, and waste what has been a really good home and away season? But an hour and a half it's, ago... They played 30 minutes of brilliant footy. Yeah. So, so it's there. Yeah, I look back on the... But the, we asked the question, is it a facade, this enthusiasm? Are they, is, it, is it just the rah-rah? Are they emotional? Or, or is, is this skin deep? Or is this bone deep? Yeah. And, and I, when the second quarter unfolded, I just thought back to the Melbourne going, oh, their ball movement's not as good as it was in the first quarter. How are they going to generate a way to score a goal and, and move the ball, challenge the opposition, and it just didn't come. They succumb to kicking the ball wide. Even when they got the ball in the corridor, they kicked the ball wide straight away and they just gave up all strength in, in terms of ground position. Um, I think they just they gave that up too easily. So you'd like to see them move more directly? Yeah, I think so. I think on... On a number of occasions, and you used to teach, when you get the ball in the middle of the ground, look forward. Don't yeah. don't necessarily chip the ball sideways straight away because everything is they'll squeeze you in. Port Adelaide did it tonight. So if you can hold the ball for a couple of extra seconds in the middle of the ground, look forward and see if things open up, then concede to the wide one. But give yourself a chance to move the ball. What I liked was English. I liked the use of English. And it actually, I think, even um, confirms your point. You've got English in the goal square. Yeah, he's a good player on the lead. Yeah. He's a better player on the lead than he is in a pack mark, like just about everybody. So I don't see him drop any marks when he's on the lead. Give the kid a chance. Yep. Get it going. Get it forward. Clear the channels out for him. They've got plenty of guys at ground level. Will they play Stefan Martin next week then, do you think? Ooh. He's going to play a scratch match this weekend. Yeah, I think, I, I think they do. Yeah, it depends it? on how sorry he is. Yeah. I mean, there's no way known he's 100%. Well, he's just got no... No 
match practice, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, but we're all assuming he's 100%. If he's got a groin that's coming good at this time, it's it's convenient that it's 100% at this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I suspect it's a nagging. He's probably got a hernia. It's osteitis pubis, whatever he is. But they need him pretty clearly. Although I must admit, I thought uh, Lewis Young did a pretty reasonable job. I don't think that's the reason they lost mm. it. But uh, English is potentially the best ruck forward in the game, but he's not the best ruckman in the game. So th- they need to address that problem. And they did at the start of the season. Unfortunately, Steph Martin's got himself uh, a-, a nagging injury. So Port Adelaide by two points over the Western Bulldogs, 9 12 66 to the Dogs. 10-4-64 with a, a little bit of luck. Yes, as Travis Boke is with us. So he was the heart and soul of what happened tonight. Travis, congratulations. Welcome to AFL Nation. Thank you, guys. Uh, yes, it was a good night. How big is that? <laughs> it's uh, You can't wipe the smile off your face at the moment. It was, a, it was a pretty big night, obviously. A lot on the line and, um, yeah, to, to sort of secure a home final against a, a very, very good opposition. And uh, I think just to play the way we did too was, was really pleasing. Obviously, they started very, very well and we managed to hang in there early and, and continue the fight and, and were able to eventually kick some goals. But it was uh, that was probably our downfall in the end. Mate, it's always, it's always nice to review how the night unfolded. They, they certainly started the game well. How much do you put to, to sitting around for five to six hours pre-game for that sluggish start? Yeah, no, not, I don't think we put it out. I mean, it was a challenging day and it was, there was obviously a bit going on, but uh, it is what it is. I think um, other than, you know, some of their rebound stuff and, and they had a, their offence really, really going, I don't think um, they could do too much wrong. But I thought we continued to stay in the fight and I think that's... You know, we came in a quarter time knowing that, you know, they played some really good footy, but we were still in the fight. So um, as, as the scoreboard sort of suggested, we weren't going great, but we sort of felt like we were still in the fight. Are you a fan of the Ark? Um, no, because they robbed me tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we thought that. We all thought that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told the umpire, come on, I haven't kicked too many this year. Surely give me one. Well, you did get one in the finish, and uh, you were significantly involved in a couple of goals in that last quarter. It, uh, it was a really exciting game to watch. It must have been a great game to play in. No, it was. And I think, um, you know, it was a great hit-up too, leading, leading into finals. That's sort of what finals footy will be about. And just so happened to be the top four play, all play each other this weekend, which is a great sort of lead into finals. But, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty quick early on and it was, it was pretty tough to sort of keep up with the, the free-flowing footy, but certainly it was a contest, um, you know, after that. And I think the, the boys really enjoy that. I thought Ollie was outstanding again. Joey did a, a, great, a great job on Liver throughout, through the middle and, and I thought Scoot was... Scotty Lysette was outstanding in the rack and we were able to get a bit of contested ball going forward inside 50 and, um, you know, in the end we were able to score. Um, you know, we were able to score, so it was good. Can I ask you about your strategy on the bond, who started really well and, uh, you know, petered out to some degree, but what was your actual – how do you actually manage the bond? Uh, well, it's quite, quite tough to manage because he's – because what he does, because he, he's so big around the, around the ball, you don't want to get um, – you know, you, you don't want to get in front of him if you play behind him. He's, um, you know, he reaches his, his arms up quite high and, and they're, they're all really good with their hands. So, um, you know, we, we sort of wanted to, to nullify his influence around the, around the ball. So myself and Ollie were sort of referencing him at times throughout yep. the middle, but I thought he played forward a lot um, tonight yep. as well. So, um, but we think, you know, Libba's probably the creator in there and, and he was, um, you know, he's sort of one that gets, gets his hands out to those sort of guys. So 
Um, I thought Drew did a fantastic job on him tonight. Boke, if you can, remember back to the three-quarter time speech. You go in there at two goals down at, at three-quarter time. What was what was the process about trying to figure out how the, the last quarter would unfold? Because at, at certain stage in that quarter, you had to take a few risks. Was it just bide your time, try and hang in there, and then with the last sort of ten minutes, really use that aggressive nature off halfback? Yeah, look, not too much change. We thought we, you know, we we had control of the game a lot throughout the, you know, the after quarter time, and we just weren't able to score. Um, you know, we kicked a lot of points going forward, and and that was probably, um, you know, we rushed a lot of it, and we just felt like we had to score rather than just just let the process come. And uh, three quarter time, we just spoke about, um, you know, sticking with that. Believe what we're doing is good enough, and and the goals will come. And, um, you know, it was a fight, certainly in that last quarter, but we just continued to take it on. And now our game revolves around contest and, and defending really well. And, and that's sort of what got us going. And, and then our offense comes off the back of that. We've got some, some guys who can move the ball pretty quickly. And uh, we tend to move the ball pretty, pretty quick here at Marvel. The Telstra tracker has got you down for 13.1 Ks. Is that an average game for you? Um, it's yeah, it's about that I reckon. Um, I don't, I don't actually want to do too many Ks. It's more the high speed stuff that yep. that we look at. So if I'm doing too many Ks, I'm flooding too much. Bokey, how are you feeling going into a final series, mate? You've, you've played a lot of footy, but I think anyone who's played a lot of footy understands that this is the the time of the year that you want to be playing. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think um, you know to to qualify top top four, then top two, and come into a home final is. Um, Gives you, gives you a lot of energy, I think. And, and I think, you know, our group is, is really building over the last five or six weeks. We've managed to get a lot of our key guys back and the way we're, the style we're playing is really good. So that, that gives me a lot of energy, especially when our young guys are buzzing around. So my body feels amazing. My mind feels great and I'm excited to be out there every week. So, um, yeah, looking forward to hopefully a, a deep finals campaign. You've been around a long time and you've seen lots and lots of uh, different structures in the forward line. And even this year, you've gone with two tools, three tools, four tools. It looked, yep. like, looked, it looked like tonight, Travis, the game opened up for you a bit when you went a little bit smaller in the forward line with a couple of targets, Laddams and uh, Big Charlie late in the game. Yeah, I think we've, we've sort of uh, tinkered with that a little bit throughout the year. And I think... For us, we've got a, a lot of a mix that can sort of go through there. And I think with, with Charlie, Toddy, um, Mitchie and, and Pete, those guys are all really good at ground level as well. And, mm. you know, some of them can come up the ground. So Connor, Robbie, um, Butsy, these sort of guys can go deeper as well. So it, it, it's great flexibility that those guys are really good marking threats as well as, as ground level players as well. That's probably why at times we've gone uh, a lot with four, four key forwards this year. Well, pretty exciting time coming up for you. You missed a 50-year storm at your old hometown uh, during the week, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure if you uh, get a flag, you won't care about missing that. <laughs> Not at all. I'll be down there at some stage, hopefully with the trophy. That'd be nice. Good on you, Trav. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Travis Boak with us. Port Adelaide successful by two points over the Western Bulldogs tonight. We've got a, a lot of categories to work through next as we round it all up. And what it all means, Port Adelaide are going to finish in the top two. And as Hutto mentioned, uh, the Lions will look to beat the Eagles by between sort of four and five goals. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.